Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, meet Pennsylvania's new CIO. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. West Virginia may allocate some surplus funds in the state budget to boost a burgeoning cybersecurity program at Marshall University. Legislators voted this week to advance $45 million in funding to the program out of committee. The funding would build on the Department of Defense's designation of the university as one of its national centers of academic excellence in cybersecurity. The U.S. Department of Transportation is accepting applications for the second round of its Strengthening Mobility and Revolutionizing Transportation grants. The grants are designed to help public sector agencies harness the full potential of technologies like connected vehicles and smart traffic signals. The program was created in 2021 with $500 million in funding. The Colorado Department of Higher Education is reporting that it was the victim of a data breach following a ransomware attack in June. The department said that the personal information of students and teachers going back to 2004 may have been affected. The department became aware of the breach on June 19th. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Pennsylvania's new CIO will prioritize customer service as the state's digital transformation continues. Amaya Kapayan, who joined the state last month, says she's planning to bring a focus on customer service to the role, as well as a plan to build a strong IT foundation that builds on the state's previous work in cybersecurity, data, and workforce. Kapayan tells State Scoop's Colin Wood about what brought her to the role and what her priorities are. I took this opportunity, which, you know, um, as I as I shared um you know, to anyone, you know, came to me through Tech Talent Project, which is, you know, organization that's out there trying to act proactively recruit um, folks like me from the private sector to um, government tech roles, and especially increasingly focus on on states. So, um, when when that call came up, um, and as I got into the process and and meeting everyone through the interview process, what I found and what inspired me and ultimately led to my decision was kind of just three things. Number one, the similarities, you know, from going to someone like a Comcast to a government, you know, Comcast and, you know, a handful of others have, have, Amazon is another you mentioned, have to really address uh, delivering great customer experience at scale um, and across a lot of complexity. Um, and you know, digital transformation um, is is a word that gets is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about you know ensuring a great customer experience at every touch point and every moment that uh, you know in this case the residents of the Commonwealth um, engage uh, with our agencies. And so the opportunity to you know I've I spent seven years seven and a half years at Comcast leading digital transformation at scale, which is really hard work and really exciting work uh, when the organization is really committed to it and invested in it. Um, And what I saw as I got into the process was, number one, you know, great leadership in Governor Shapiro, who's already, um, you know, made moves and strides to show his commitment to um, driving digital transformation. So you got to have great leadership. And, you know, I think the last point is that, you know, I was inspired to really do this kind of digital transformation work um, to serve in the public sector. I've had a fantastic career in the private sector. And, you know, what's what's core for me to keep me motivated and inspired is to the ability to have impact and taking that same digital transformation skill set to 
um, government helped me, you know, made me see the opportunity to do that, to impact people in a really um, powerful way, you know, engaging with, you know, unemployment when, when they need it, uh, just, or even simple interactions like starting a new business and all of the processes that go along with the permits and, and things that you might need to, to get that up and running. Mm, yeah. Uh, I've heard from other people who, uh, their, their first time in government that there's a bit of a transition period of just understanding how things work and and, sure. and so, I mean, I suppose that's true with any job, but how has that transition process been for you so far? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just a couple of weeks in. Um, so in terms of the transition, you know, certain things are a little different. Um, you know, one, one thing that struck me in the, in the first couple of weeks um, is that this is actually my first time having an office, just um, working in tech in the private sector you know, we all embrace those open format offices and mm. kind of that mentality of everyone sort of on the same same level, regardless of, you know, being an executive or, uh, you know, entry level coder. Right. Um, so mm. that's that's one change. But um, I think and I think, you know, coming from a, a, a Comcast, again, going back to the idea of driving impact at scale, the only way you do that is by having, you know, different teams with different levels of expertise that you know are experts in customer experience experts in risk management and those teams have many different labels experts in the customer needs right um so what what is true what's different for me is understanding which teams play which roles as i get into it um, but the roles at the end of the day are the same and and the goal again is you know you leave you need a lot of people to deliver um, experiences to 13 million residents. Um, that just has to happen with those sort of structured teams that, again, have to work really well together and be aligned towards a common goal. Um, so that's a couple comments on, mm. on what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. Um, it may be too early for you to really answer this in detail, but what are some of the challenges you're seeing in terms of trying to realize digital services? As I mean, you know, a lot of times you have like issues of legacy tech in state government and things like that. What, uh, where is, how is Pennsylvania positioned for for this goal? Yeah, I think yes, I think legacy tech is by far the the most common, and and what I've seen also is true um, in the Commonwealth. We we all have legacy tech and. Um, it's it's very costly and challenging to modernize that that tech, and it needs to happen over time. Um, so I think that's that's certainly true. I think the again, what I'll bring with me from my private sector experience is to be number one, relentlessly customer focused on how are we driving impact and outcomes for residents in this case i'm getting used to saying residents versus customers but mm. at the end of the day they're the same um and then the second is um bringing people across the organization to focus on clear outcomes so we can we can certainly invest a lot of time and effort into modernizing every system we have across the commonwealth but that might not serve our residents the best right um, so we need to balance how we invest and focus um, the talent we have, the talent we'll need to add in the future, 
um, around going after what's going to have the greatest impact on the residents of the Commonwealth. And let me also call out the, the employees who support those residents and also utilize um, services and tools from, from the IT team that I, that I lead. Mm. Do you see any parallels or sort of lessons that you can bring from your work with the uh, helping launch the Xfinity app or the Xfinity mobile? Um, is there anything there that translates to state government? Sure. Um, I think, um, you know, one, one lesson from Xfinity mobile, um, was, you know, I was able to join, a sort of all in team that was incubated outside of the sort of broader mothership as it were. Um, so we were even in a separate building, uh, given really given the opportunity to, to think a little bit differently about how we might launch a service that stands out in the marketplace that's really um, leads with customer experience. So that's, I think, um, you know, a model that uh, can sometimes work when you're trying to work in new ways. How might you um, enable a team to incubate ideas? So we already see that. And and I was thrilled to understand as I um, learned about this role that, you know, Governor Shapiro launch an executive order code PA, which is exactly that kind of team that's going to be asked to, you know, that's already um, working on finding opportunities to, um, you know, work in different ways and new ways, develop best practices that can be eventually leveraged um, across the IT organization at scale. So that's that's um, one example. I wanted to talk a little bit more about code PA. Um, as I understand it, that office has a has its own director uh mm -hmm. but it sounds yeah. like you'll be sort of sort of interacting with that office will be a big part of your role given your interest in digital services so yeah they were they, you know i think they're just about 100 days in um as a team they they are a part of my it organization um but you know also strong uh ties to the government's uh, governor's office um and Right now, I think in the early days, it's a, it's a small but mighty team, and they've already taken on, they're kind of in um, sort of a incubation mode. They've taken, they've identified a number of different opportunities where we might use uh, human-centered design principles, um, you know, lean in on research and qualitative and quantitative insights to get to better you know, focus on what we need to build and working um, on things that are sort of already in swing to inject themselves and see how what we might need to work differently. So one of the ways that they've um, jumped in and are, and are helping drive some, some thinking around transformation is on the initiative that Governor Shapiro announced around um, permits and licensing. So um, again, this is one of the stated policy um, agendas is to simplify and really um, the whole process around permits and licensing across the many agencies that issue them from uh, the, the, the state uh, to, for example, the um, DEP is, a, is, is one that we're working with. Um, so there's a lot that needs to be done across the board, of course, from a policy perspective, from a legislative perspective sometimes, but IT is always there, right? What's what's the actual tools and experience that uh, residents are using to um, submit uh, and apply for those permits and licenses? So that's one specific 
um, project that the team is really engaged in, along with many others, um, you know, from procurement and others to to see how we might really revolutionize that process, which will take time, but um, that's an example of how they're working. So, um, Brand, uh, um, you know, in my first couple of weeks, I think part of part of what's ahead is also charting the path for how this sort of the code PA team, um, you know, all of the insights and best practices that they begin to define yeah, becomes uh, leverageable across the broader IT organization where we have many more people and talent that um, could benefit from those best practices. Right. So aside from digital services, uh, you know, granted that you will be uh, relentless about that. Uh, yeah. Are there are there other areas or things that you're especially interested in as maybe a uh, you know a side dish to your to your main focus? Maybe to riff on that, I don't know if it's a side dish so much as a plate, um, which is um, you know a, a strong data strategy and cybersecurity um, posture as well. So those those are kind of like fundamental to being successful in delivering great digital experiences. Um, number one, how can we ensure that, you know, a resident data is leveraged in the best way possible to, to create those effortless experiences, right? Um, if we have data in the right place in the right structure secured well, that can create a lot of ease for customers when they go about interacting with different agencies, right? Um, so that's one thing. Um, but then cybersecurity has to go hand in hand. How do we make sure that that data is safe for our residents, for our Commonwealth, and um, that we're not, you know, vulnerable to the the many, um, you know, attacks that are out there today? So that's a ongoing practice that will have to evolve continually. Um, so those two areas, um, our data strategy as well as our cybersecurity, um, are definitely focus areas. All right. Well, this I think it'll be interesting to see how things go over there and uh whether, you know, how this how this all turns out for you, whether you can report back to uh some of your friends in the private sector that uh working in government isn't so bad or maybe, you know, or maybe it'll be the opposite story, who knows. <laughs> You'll scare everyone away like don't don't do it. <laughs> it was a huge mistake. Well, you know what I think like at the end of the day what I've what I've found that makes any job good is people who care and are really invested in doing great things. And like it, in the first few first couple of weeks, I've already seen that that's true. And that's sort of like the the raw material to any any good job. I think we can all agree on that one. So, hmm. um, you know, helping the helping the broader organization really just focus on what are those outcomes and things that matter most and how do we um, streamline and sort of clear blockers that get in people's way and make the, their jobs hard is is going to be core to what what I'm here for. Right. Yeah, I've always been impressed by uh, how many people in government are really in it for public service. You know, of course, yeah. people need money and they need jobs, but like there's plenty of people who don't have to work in, in government or who who have other options, but they've, they've they've sort of just taken to it, or they they're just you know they're just sort of one of those public service oriented people. And uh, yeah, yeah. As a as a very selfish man, I 
I've always uh, mm. <laughs> I've always marveled at that. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll I'm gonna add on one more thing because it is a key, um, you know, way that I lead. I'm a very people first leader, um, and I think that you know one of one of my goals is to make this OIT team one of the best places to grow a technical skill set, um, and I think that government actually does provide opportunities for a really broad swath of of people who and you know can be a stepping stone in their career or a place to you know that they that they ultimately um focus their career on right so i think that's something that there's an opportunity to like push into um and i think one one other piece that's i've been successful and very very supported in my career in the private sector is also growing diverse teams um so i think that there's opportunity to increase the diversity in the teams to better match the constituents we serve. And that's also going to be a huge um, pillar, just people focused, um, hiring great talent, growing great talent uh, with diversity all the way. Amaya Kapayan, CIO for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You can read more about her at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Coming up later this year from StateScoop, the 2023 IT Modernization Summit. This year's virtual summit takes place on September 19th. You'll hear from the top leaders in state and local government, as well as higher education on all things digital transformation. Join the governor of Pennsylvania, the CIO of New Hampshire, and the CTO of Florida, along with more than a dozen other top leaders across the community on September 19th for StateScoop's IT Modernization Summit. You can find registration links for the summit in today's show notes and always at statescoop.com. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Carlin Fisher helps put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.